0: You're not
1: alone in having a hard time choosing snacks for your little ones when on the go. A large proportion of parents believe that the food available when out and about just isn't nutritious for kids. Yo! Valley have taken this on board and have now launched their Little Yo! pouches. Not only are these squeezy yogurts easy for kids to eat, they are made with British organic milk, real organic fruit purees, and live cultures. These are bursting with flavour and a good source of nutrition for your little ones. Available in two delicious flavours there's the red berries and the apple and pear. The little Yo's pouches are sure to keep children satisfied and full. To find out more, head to yovalley.co.uk and find it in your local supermarket. Hello and welcome back to series nine of Food for Thought. I am so excited to be bringing you the latest series and I just can't thank you enough for your support which has seen millions of you tuning in and sharing your positive reviews. I'm Rihanna Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, a simple way to eat well and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. Over the next 12 weeks, my special guest and I's mission is to expose why so much advice can often be misleading, and we'll be using proven science to sort fact from fiction and dispel everything that remains confusing in the world of wellness. With over 50% of the UK population either overweight or obese, it's no wonder that there's so much interest in weight loss. And while weight loss is often considered healthy, if you gain the weight back and then lose it again over and over, it can become that awful, vicious and dangerous cycle of yo-yo dieting. This week's Food for Thought... I've been waiting to get this guest on for such a long time, is with TV personality and our very own queen of the jungle, Vicky Patterson. We explore all the promises to help you lose weight that aren't backed by scientific evidence and may actually hurt your health more than help it. Hello, Vicky. Hello, honey. How are you? I am very well. I can't actually believe we finally managed to get this
2: podcast <laughs> up, up and running. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Um, it's, do you know what? Honestly, it, it, you're such a nice person. I've been dying to do your podcast for ages. I love what you stand for. But um, it's only since starting a podcast myself, I've realised just how demoralising it is trying to pin people down who are either constantly busy or... Like, just not aware of like how much how much it means to you to secure a guest so Aww. since I started doing mine I made a, a conscious effort I was like if anybody asks you you must always make time because I know what it feels like when people are like oh I'm so that week so no I'm, I'm here and I'm all yours.
1: <laughs> Thank you. oh, it's so kind of you because I think this episode is going to help so many people we can talk about things that I know you're so open and honest about which is one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on because you've been so open with your dieting journey and and how many I mean over the years if we just go straight in you've probably gone to the wall (laughs) yes babe yes how many diets would you say
2: you've probably tried over the years Oh my God. I mean, you name it and I've done it. I'm literally just like a poster girl for fatty diets and things you probably shouldn't put your body through. Um, but I, I don't think I'm alone. Like it's actually so, so disturbing when you like if you talk to your mates in your group chat or if you like open a magazine, it just, the things that like are promoted and things that women will try in desperate pursuit of, of this supposed perfect body. Um, I think so, God right I've, I've definitely done Atkins I know I've done Atkins I know people are sort of calling that Keto now or Keto I don't know but like yeah, it yeah. feels like it feels like Atkins to me so I did Keto I've done um, I've definitely done the 5-2 I did No Carbs I did, and um, like I tried for a while to do this like thousand calorie a day thing. I don't even know where I got that from, <laughs> some dark place on the internet. I, I remember reading Beyonce was doing this like honey, cayenne, pepper thing. Have you read of that? Oh, yeah. I have. Do you know what? Weirdly, mate, I, I, anything, anything, you name it, I've tried it. Um, but I remember as well, it wasn't so much a diet, it, it was you slid into dm when I was doing that apple cider vinegar thing. Oh, yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. remember that? <laughs>
1: That was and a I while
2: ago. Even, yeah, I didn't even do it because I went to put it up on my Insta and be like, everyone's saying I should try this for digestion. And you were just like, Vicky, stop, stop. but just strip your teeth to your And I was like, well, that's going back in the car So yeah, me, uh, you name it, I've tried it um, rather recklessly, mm-hmm. I think. It's definitely uh, taken me getting into my 30s to be a bit older and wiser on the diet front.
1: <laughs> well, this is just it because you weren't to know, I think, no one's to know I think we all get sucked into it I've been there I know pretty much everybody has been there because it does impact your mental
2: health doesn't it oh god honestly it's I think um I think I always convinced myself for years that like when I was thinner I was happier like that is I was probably me mantra at some point which is just like incredibly destructive for your mental health um and it's taken me experiencing all these like like bad diets and and terrible fads and stuff to realize actually and being being really slim because at one point i was super skinny um and and it's it's actually taken all of going through all that to realize like being thin it, it doesn't make me happy and now it's completely not the goal like what i like to be is healthy um what i what i like to do is enjoy things in moderation what i like is having a life and being strong um so yeah the pursuit of 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 perfection, or a number on the scales, or just skinniness in general, um impacted my mental health terribly, terribly, and um led us to be really miserable, yeah, and dead sad, man.
1: It, it is—it's awful. And I, do you think it was more of a you got sucked into it via the way you came into the public eye, or was it something that was always there before?
2: Do you know I'd love to blame. I mean, it's so—it would be such a sca- an easy scapegoat for me to blame, like, oh, I've been in in the limelight or in in the media for like 10 years since i was pretty much early 20s still a kid Um, and it would be so so easy for me to blame (laughs) that medium but um i don't think it would be fair i think women for whatever walk of life we're in put immense amount of pressures on myself i also think there are societal pressures i think um more recently i've discovered that this 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 pressure pressures come from men um not not please don't think that's a generalization guys some of you are fabulous um but yeah some some guys um, and also from other women like it's mm. just so hard so no I think um whether I was like working in m or um a teacher or a nurse or in the public eye like wherever I was I think I would have still felt the need to look a certain way um and actually you yeah, know I'm basing that as well on my mum, mate like my mum is beautiful but it's taken her a long time to have a really healthy relationship with food and self-love um and and sort of all all of that so no I, I think I was I was on that course anyway regardless of uh, of me my job
1: <laughs> it's really nice that you're actually open enough to a To saying that, because a lot of people develop their relationship with food or the way they see themselves through, like you mentioned, your mum, it starts kind of ingrained from young age, and it's not our parents' fault. They they weren't aware, but even them discussing their body shape or a diet they're on kind of has an impact on you as well, doesn't it? Oh, do you know what? Honestly, I,
2: I I mean, I didn't even think about it until you said it there. But no, like we're constantly surrounded from such a young age by by images of what we're meant to be, or women discussing what they want to be, like women changing themselves to fit some sort of ideal, Um, and kids aren't daft like i i haven't obviously i've got no <laughs> kids of my own but my partner's got loads of young, like young kids in his family and i watch and i think you don't miss a trick yeah. like the young lasses, like they're so honest. so i always make sure i'm super like positive and affirming around them like you look so pretty you're so strong like what we're we reading today like i try and let them know that like they're just perfect as they are um Because, yeah, I remember some of my earliest memories being wanting to look like the other girls in my class. Um, And, you know, like, I was... I'm such a curvy person um, but before I hit puberty that was just blobby <laughs> I was just a bit smaller <laughs> and squatter and just generally squishy I was a squishy kid which we all were, were puppy was... fat babe puppy fat <laughs> yeah. I think like if I saw a squishy kid I'd be like you're so cute like I would absolutely love that but um, obviously when you're when you're a child and everyone is, is slim like it's it's something more difficult to get your head around that you're different so um yeah that's like one of my earliest memories is is sort of wanting to be able to wear crop tops like the other girls which oh that was just a little bit of a hard one so yeah so I think um I I am conscious about trying to any young lasses I come into contact with just letting them know that they're all beautiful whatever shape they come in whether they're slim or squishy it's lush
1: (laughs) I love (laughs) that I love that it's so important yeah because we shouldn't be putting our things on wanting to be it was like the Britney Spears time back then and all the oh man that's what it was Space
2: Girls yeah remember the Space Girls well I love the Space Girls yeah god we all did mate and i remember we're all dressed up as the spice girls for school and i really wanted to be victoria i had blonde hair i don't know why i was fighting against the baby thing um but yeah i wanted to be victoria and then i realized she would probably have to wear a crop top so i didn't i decided to be baby like what the hell i was like nine it's such a horrible thing to think about but no i'm definitely gonna try and I get I encourage my children if I haven't to just embrace whatever, exactly. whatever style they have and wear crop tops regardless, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, precisely. Crop and tops for everybody. Yes, <laughs> crop tops are the way forward. And you were nine years old, Vicky. And I think yeah. that's gonna resonate with a lot of our listeners who probably have very early memories as well. Do you think it's so you obviously tried, like you said, you listed a whole list of diets that you tried when you were younger were they both ends of the extreme spectrum? So would you go through periods of restriction or experience severe hunger and then end up eating or overeating? Did you kind of go through this complete and utter cycle constantly? Was it one after another, after another? Yeah, I think so,
2: I'm like, it's a while ago now you know but like i am thinking back and i think that definitely makes sense i think your body's not meant to be restricted um in terms of its its nutrients its food the things you enjoy um and i just think it's proper base it's just such it's like so basic logic like the minute I tell myself like oh god you, you can't have that like no carbs for example like I'll just be walking down the street and like I'll say dancing baguettes yeah. like the minute you tell yourself you can't have something it's just everywhere isn't it so yeah. no so for a week I did no carbs or it's like if I just did like loads of lean protein and green veg whatever I was doing like it, it has to have a shelf life that has to you can't continue life with that level of deprivation. So, you know, I, I would I'd, I'd restrict and then binge. Um, my poor little body just wasn't a happy bunny. I wasn't happy, man. Like, I was either hungry um, and feeling like I was missing out on stuff or like I felt really guilty because I was overindulging. Um, I never had a healthy lifestyle. I, would like, lunged from one um, diet, um, an unhealthy fatty diet, till the next um, yeah it never felt good about myself it um, is the an and- mental
1: aspect like you said the, the mm. da- dancing baguettes got me because I think that's <laughs> what you try and say to everyone is that if you don't allow yourself and but it's easier said than done isn't it if you don't allow yourself to enjoy mm. stuff then you are yeah. gonna over Okay. and we you mentioned guilt as a word that I hear a lot in clinics you get that guilty mm-hmm. feeling and then you want to do something to compensate for that or deal mm-hmm. with it which often mm-hmm. leads to then trying something new and equally destructive would you say you were also sent when you um reached a position because I loved it when you were queen of the jungle you know you, you've done some amazing things babe I mean you, you've, eaten, <laughs> you've eaten insects and all sorts of stuff <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you been- name it I've
2: had it in my mouth <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've in really everything um, but have you ever been sent any really weird extreme diet products before to try
2: um oh my gosh um so do you know what like I don't know this is really scary what I'm about to say like obviously I know the things I won't do now like I wouldn't take fat burners, I wouldn't take anything that is like a pill that claims to make you lose weight, I wouldn't take any of those like sort of scary herbal teas that make you poop, Um, I wouldn't do any of those things now but mate like 10 years ago I would have absolutely done them, like all all it would have taken is a slightly clever like clever marketing ploy and I would have been like all over it and it wasn't Um, I I didn't come from a place of like, God, let me promote this and fool everybody. It was out of my own sheer desperation to look how I thought everyone else wanted me to look, how I thought I should look. That is when I I felt the pressures of my industry um, is after I won the jungle. And um, I wanted to look like everybody else. I wanted to fit in. I had wild imposter syndrome, right? And I was like, God, I don't deserve to be here. Everyone's so famous and so pretty and so perfect. And I've watched them on television for years. Why am I here? So I, 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 yeah, I felt I felt the pressure then. Uh, Which is And crazy. I probably would have been, oh, sorry.
1: No, it's just everybody felt, the thing is everybody fell in love with you for being Vicky when, you know, yeah. that's what people love. And isn't it crazy how that wasn't enough even then?
2: Yeah. No, was- I know it's, I should, it should have been enough, Do you know, it's enough now. Like it's mad, like it's taken us years to get my head around everything, but huge changes like that to like the way people perceive you and you're just your day to day and your life in general, like. I think you'd have to be a pretty resilient person to wrap your head around it very fast. But it took me years to come to terms with it all. And actually, like, what people respond well to when I do it on social media or, or what I'm, what people come up and talk to me in the street about is, like, use how I use my platform to show that I am normal. And, yeah. like... Having having treats or having a little grace knee or just like enjoying life is all so normal. So no, it took us a while to get me head around it, Ray, and I'm pleased I have now. But yeah. I, it was it was hard. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I was listening it. to an episode that you recorded on your podcast, and you said it's because of Peter Andre. Was it Peter Andre that you were yourself or something? I was like, <laughs> really, really, it was a brilliant episode, and you were both chatting about the industry. And trolling, it was about trolling because it really resonated with me because I'm nowhere, don't nearly have the scale that you have and you're subjected to. But even I get so upset by things, I don't know how you deal with it. But it's Peter that was like, you yourself, and that's what people love.
2: He's so nice Peter on and honestly like what a buzz getting him on my podcast right I was absolutely yeah. over the moon um <laughs> such a nice nice man like literally you you, you see him and you think that yeah, I don't want to be that nice but actually he just is um yeah. he come up to me once and he was like really like I love your social media yeah. and I was like that, that that to me was just mental like from this look this little girl from Newcastle we yeah, got Peter Andre, likes me yeah. so much the media. I was like blown oh, no away. So I was like, right, he's like, You're just you. He's like, You're so mm-hmm. funny, you're relatable, like I just he's like I'm not even a woman but I get it and I was like oh god he actually asked us for advice he was like what do you think I should do with mine and I was like Jesus Christ Peter. <laughs> <Andy."> <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried to play time. <laughs> yeah I tried to play cool but I, I think the advice was just like oh Peter we all know like you're fit and like we all know your kids are gorgeous and we all know your missus is wicked like yeah. if, if anything just show that you're human like have a laugh and he says he's, he's remembered it and his Instagram is great. So who knows like if I've had some sort of like positive effect on Peter Andre's Instagram I that's life ball right there.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. You've impacted Peter Andre. And I reckon you also <laughs> it's true. This is this is the thing. This is why I wanted you on is that your social media, if we, we discuss social media now in relation to diets and stuff, mm. is so empowering. For young women, actually all sexes, all ages, because you are open and honest about it. Was there what was the turning point? Was it one diet that you just were like, I've had enough, I don't want to do this
2: anymore? So it was um a bad year I had Rihanna. And um I had it like it was a couple years ago when I was probably about two, three, it'll be coming up three years ago. Um, and it was like I just was turning 30 and I was in, in retrospect, a pretty toxic relationship, um, and within one year, I lost my best friend and um, I lost my grandma. Mm. It was like an, both amazing people, and um, my relationship broke down. I was meant to be getting married, and it just didn't happen in transfer. But like I say, it wasn't the right relationship for me to be in either. Um, I didn't. I was kind of in denial at time, and anyway, like I had been, because I was unhappy. struggling to deal with everything i had been like exercising like um religiously probably over exercising if i'm honest just looking for some sort of release because i was all of my emotions were so um i think i was like refusing to accept what was going on and just not dealing with things properly so i found out an exercise exercise as an outlet um it felt like i wasn't in control i wasn't in control of my life of my relationship of things i was losing um, and I used that exercise and and me um, to, to as a way of gaining some sense of control, which of course I see now as like pretty futile. I should have addressed what what was really wrong um, and then right at the end of the day everything fell apart, everything fell apart and uh, I, I i i didn't have the energy to be what i'd been trying to be for so long mm-hmm. i didn't have the energy to be strong i didn't have the energy to be stoic and super resilient like i actually was so drained from trying to be this positive strong girl i could take on anything and that i thought everyone wanted to see um, i just let me guard down the facade totally fell really right? and um actually the support i received from people was so overwhelming um that it kind of it, it ended up that it ended up being like a catalyst for like who I am now the person I the, the version of myself I show on social media which is pretty organic um it, it just felt like the more I talked about things that are bothering me the more I talked passionately about actually my truth the more people came forward with theirs, mm. and encouraged this like super important dialogue like whether I was discussing loss or grief or being cheated on, being hurt, being single in your thirties, fucking wanting kids and not knowing whether it's going to happen, like yeah. not loving, not looking like everyone in the magazines, like being sick of denying yourself food and wanting a gin and tonic, like whatever it was I was talking about, like it just felt like so many women want to talk about it too. And I, what have I been doing all these years? Like, why have I been like acting like? Like like I didn't have all the same feelings and emotions as everyone else. So no, it was about three years ago, mate, where I was just so tired and I didn't have the energy to be anything other than myself. That this this sort of person that you see on social media was formed and I've never looked back. I've never looked back. I'm so happy now. It's like you reached a breaking point. And what's
1: interesting is you had to live all of unfortunately all of that out with the public knowing which had like you just said the pros to it but obviously the cons were huge the stress I think everybody just wanted to give you a big hug I think Vicky to be honest <laughs> it's just it makes mm-hmm.
2: you <laughs> I got a lot of that
1: yeah I just want to scoop you up give you a big cuddle <laughs> because I think every woman like you said out there can resonate loads Loathe... you you raise so many factors there with how you've thought other people were judging you based on how you looked more than about you had to pretend to be someone you weren't and oh. I think so
2: many people feel like that all the time but you're not alone no i not and I think that's the lovely thing about social media like you almost touched on it before like there are some serious downsides and we just yeah. can't shy away from that like um but I th- I think if i think there are more positives like we it's this wonderful community that um it, it spans the entire world and we've got the opportunity to truly like positively affect change and and help other people and make women feel like they're not alone and men, for that matter um again generalization most of my followers are female <laughs> um so no, so i just think um it's so lovely to be able to to positively affect things and use my platform responsibly um, which is probably something that I didn't know I had potential to do in my 20s but now something I take very seriously as as a 30 something. (laughs) Let's touch on age
1: a little bit because I'm also in my 30s but you've reached out before and you've said um, first of all being single in 30s there's an expectation there you felt you should be eating looking a certain way and then you mentioned I remember you talking about alcohol and drinking as well at some point how you just had enough was that mm-hmm. because you'd had a health check or there's something that triggered that realization
2: oh absolutely mate like I had such quite a rude awakening um, obviously 33 this year um, and I know like everyone has their own journey and like oh my god like getting a degree in your 40s still an achievement falling in love in your 30s still beautiful kids whenever it's always a blessing but it's so hard to tell like a single 30 something year old woman like just relax and trust in your journey like fuck off man Like don't tell me to trust in my journey like you're not the one with like ovaries like dropping like flies and like no men that can trust like it's so stressful just Hearing that from someone, it doesn't, it doesn't go in yet. Yeah, like, people could tell me over and over again, oh, I had a kid at 39, like, it didn't matter to me. It nice. was just like, I was just so stressed that I was always going to be alone and never going to be able to find, like, a man who I trusted and loved me for me. And I was never going to have kids. Like, it honestly consumed us. So um, I went and got all my fertility checked when, obviously, I, I broke up with my ex because yeah. I was expecting to have kids. By now, and when it stopped looking like it was a reality, and I actually accepted that like I went and got i made got, like a conscious decision to just nowhere I stood. I was scared because obviously you're terrified like what if the news is bad and that yeah. it is for some people, so I went and um i was it was honestly not like dead good news. I'm still capable of having children and conceiving naturally now um but I had i had put my body under a lot of unnecessary stress with the decisions i chose to make in my 20s and like i just hadn't once considered the ramifications of my lifestyle like hard partying drinking like cr- crash diets anything like i hadn't you don't think about these things in your 20s you're too busy like f- just being wracked with insecurities and trying to do what everyone else is doing and finding yourself and having fun and like i'm not I've never ever thought like oh god like who you were in your 20s would would impact who I wanted to be in my 30s so much um so another woman said like the doctor said if I kept um kept up my lifestyle the way it had been in my 20s like it would just be super hard for me to conceive naturally um which is so obvious when you think about it but like why is not why had no one told us sooner? was i just expected to know I felt so frustrated and let down not just by yourself, but by, like, <laughs> medical professionals everywhere. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I thought it was their fault. but, <laughs> well, no, but it's almost
1: like, like the messaging angry. is don't get pregnant and enjoy yourself and live <laughs> life full of time. But it's all very well saying that in your 20s because... I feel like it's hard enough to get pregnant anyway. Like the odds are so small that if it's something you suddenly want to do, it's not straightforward. It takes couples on average. It can be up to two years plus to get pregnant. But we're not told that when we're women and all that stuff. And then it sucks because being, again, we're not, I hope there are male listeners to this podcast episode, but we have to say it. (laughs) Men are lucky because they do not have this biological clock that we have as women. So the feelings that you felt, Vicky, were, it was totally okay to feel that way. How were you? Mm. How were you meant to feel otherwise? Of course, you were worried, and it's totally natural. But again, people say, "Oh, you just want to live and have fun." There's still a balance, isn't there? Of course, we want everyone to have fun, but you have to be aware of the consequences.
2: I think that's just absolutely it. And I think, I think it's so honestly like it's striking that balance, right? And it's saying like, "Oh, you can." absolutely like enjoy your 20s and you shouldn't feel pressure to to compromise the things you want and to live on anyone else's timeline and just because your kids are having or your friends are having kids doesn't mean you have to like absolutely trust in what you want but then we should also just People, women in their twenty should be armed with the knowledge yeah. that, like, whatever decisions we're making are gonna have an impact on on who we want to be eventually. Um, and exactly like you say, they should know take up to twenty, uh, up to two years to have a baby. Like, we should know all these things, and I just didn't. Like, and I don't know, I feel like I learned so much at school, which I can't remember ever using algebra. Like, I have never used a pie chart in my adult life. Don't get me started about Shakespeare. Like, yes. I'm very proud that he's British and he was he was great. Like, well done, pal. <laughs> but obviously, what? Like, could you not have maybe taught me a little bit about fertility and, and like, yeah. maybe say, me me, more like how to do a mortgage like could I just have learned something useful please maybe it's even food like maybe it's even about like nutrition like just teach me things that are going to help me be a good adult because yeah. I was so unprepared for all the news I got in my 30s like whoa so you yeah. mean being a heavy binge drink I might stop me having kids shit it was yeah. awful like it was as if overnight they just a rug was pulled out from underneath me and I, I, I just adult hit adulthood hit me Um, so now like I do I I do bear that all in mind well you're also
1: you're a master chef you were a runner
2: up weren't you a master chef yes if it wasn't for Greg Rutherford the ginger bastard I would would (laughs) have had that in a bag
1: <laughs> you, I thought you were absolutely brilliant, and I know I know Greg Wallace well, and I've helped him with his nutrition in the past. And Master have Chef you?
2: Because he's good. such a nice man, Ray.
1: Yes, I love that. <laughs> so I Greg's a that. great guy, but I was thinking, right, Vicky's our Master Chef, and then I was like, I've got to be honest, I was blown away. You're a really good, <laughs> like really good. Is it something you do? <laughs> is it something you got into? after all the dieting or have you always had this hidden like cooking genius just hidden
2: away (laughs) no honestly i mean i'm a reality tv star so by the very definition like i have no like i have no talent so no nobody knew no but like everyone was everyone was so surprised by the cooking thing like myself included um i remember like every week you have like the vote off thing um, super nerve wracking, and that I just text my agents and I'd be like, "Right, it's done. I've presented my meals. Seem to go well." And I just get this like stock reply every week, like, "We're really proud of you, Vicky. Whatever happens, well done. Like you've done your best. You've got so much." Fun. And I thought, "You think I'm fucking gone?" Like every week, Rihanna the same message, and like every week I just mess around about the answer. And they what they've admitted in post, they were like, "Vicky, we thought it would be great exposure for you, but you'd be in and out in a week." And I was like, oh, shows that you know. I, I have an incredibly competitive side, which yeah. I'm sure people are becoming quite aware of. If you put me in something, regardless of the odds, like I'm scrappy, I will yeah. want to win. And I want to do well. I think it's like proving to myself I'm capable. Um, I think it's part of um, the, the way I came up in the industry. So i mean i'm I'm not I haven't scored a goal for the country, like nobody loves hearing me sing. It is literally just a case of like people assume i'm I'm a bit rubbish, so uh, i I always try and prove everybody wrong. I think it comes from a place of spite which isn't healthy, but hey, I'm not complaining, <laughs> look where I am. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but the thing is, it's great that you've got that drive, and it's absolutely wonderful when you prove people wrong because again, it's a stereotype you said, oh, I'm a reality t v star, therefore. I can't do anything else it's this awful attitude I get it with being being blonde if I'm being honest oh she's blonde therefore she can't be smart it it's really bad <laughs> That's ludicrous really bad stereotypes that you get and we deal with it our whole lives don't we but your cooking mm. skills that must really help you now leading the healthy lifestyle and obviously getting out of that
2: dieting process you were on anyway absolutely love it mate so like I'm not going to harp on too much about it I don't want to plug anything you know what I mean but I, I did I joined a, I became a WW ambassador yeah. this year Um, and with that like there's a wealth of recipes and it's probably saved us in lockdown like I, I know everyone has gone through certain different phases and yeah. there's, there's been the Tiger King and there's been the banana bread and there's been the crying watching like Netflix I know I've been through them all oh yeah the thing that prov- yeah I'm yeah. sure we all have I yeah. mean you're probably slightly different with the baby you've had to have a you've had to keep your head on but um I, I think what's kept me um it's provided me an awful lot of solace and comfort in what has been quite an uncertain and scary time is cooking um and I, I try loads of different recipes I've I've been getting out of my comfort zone. I cooked with miso, really. I've never used miso before, it was very good results. So I was pleased. What did you cook with um, you? No, Oh, god So, I made um, uh, miso, uh, miso cod, mm. um, and like br- brown rice and like chili, chili broccoli. It was delicious. Um, I think I did like a nice orange and miso glazed salmon as well. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah my fella is not complaining so uh, no it's it's get getting into me cooking has been great because it's opened so many doors it's awakened like a passion in me that I didn't know existed and I just feel like everyone needs passions man it's so good for the soul so yes that's been great but yeah exactly like you say like it's so lovely to be able to 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 create something with your own hand you get a sense of achievement and you know what's in it and I don't know I do I sit and plan my food for the week I'm getting to be such a geek I'm also getting to be quite a snob like you know if you go to a, a restaurant or your friend's house and you think oh I could have done better than that like I really don't enjoy that side of it I'm not proud of that bit
1: but well, the rest you're is a master chef runner-up now Vicky I think you have every right <laughs> to say you know I've been on master chef I know how this should be <laughs> I
2: could do this better oh I give you full permission, permission to give me a slap if I ever come out with that, rate. <laughs> no, I think
1: it's lovely to hear. And I think you mentioned lockdown. I wasn't actually going to bring this up, but I think we should have a quick chat about it because I think, and I know for a fact, I've had to hire, it's actually very sad, but I've had to hire another eating disorder dietitian for my clinic because the demand mm. for people going through lockdown needing nutritional support or to see someone that works with food, relationships with food, has been overwhelming. And it's impacted everybody so, on a huge scale, I know you've discussed this because your whole podcast is about, you know, how to survive mm-hmm. isolation. Have you uh-huh. experienced any of the same kind of thing or spoken to anyone else about this?
2: Um, I mean, that, do you know, it, although what you just told me is super shocking and I wish it wasn't the case, like I'm actually not surprised. Um, I, I, I read a, a post that was like supposed to be funny on Instagram and it was like, we're all either going to come out of this like hunks, chunks, uh, monks or something so yeah do you know I, and it was like I feel like it's it it's just been such a hard time for everybody and we all have ways to deal with things um I've seen so many of these amazing transformation pics um and I I'd like take my hat off to you if you're a woman or a man who has grabbed this situation by the balls and just gone i'm going to use this for like complete self-improvement then hats mm-hmm. off to you like if you've learned a language like oh my god you're amazing wow. if yeah. you now play the cello then wow but actually if you just sort of struggled if you missed your friends if you missed your family if your kids drove you up the wall if you had to have a glass of wine a night to deal with it and if you did cry three out of seven days then that's absolutely fine as well and I cannot stress that enough it has been awful being separated from my family and so scary knowing that those people losing their lives and people losing loved ones that some days I didn't have the energy to do a 20-minute HIIT workout and I didn't want to eat kale. And all of that is absolutely fine. Like yeah. I feel like you need to just feel your feels and and embrace every day and and, and not be too hard on yourself. Um so, i feel like some people probably struggled with the lack of control and 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 lent on their nutrition negatively because of that um but i just want everyone to not be so hard on themselves like i had to learn that through lockdown i had to learn that some days i just wanted to lie on the sofa and and eat m&ms and that was okay and then i i found that other days like i did have energy and i did feel positive and i did do sunrise yoga and drink a green juice and and check in on all my friends but it was such a roller coaster, a corona coaster, if you yes. will. Yes, um, and I just think being like kind to yourself um, and not comparing yourself to others, because comparison is the thief of joy, the thief, um, is probably the most important thing to just take away from the lockdown experience, probably.
1: Oh, you mentioned earlier on as well, you said you turned to food to cope with stuff, but you, you should have really dealt with what was actually going on behind it. But how are you meant to know? And actually, I look at it in a different way that turning to food sometimes is actually really clever because Mm. you've dealt with it in a a way. Yes, it won't serve you well for forever, but in that moment Mm -hmm. in time, at least you've done something. So it's very hard to get into the mindset of saying, okay, I did overeat, but you kind of fed an emotion or a feeling at that point in time. And that's an important process. And then once that becomes self harm because it can be repeated every day or or to more of an extent, of then it needs work. But like Vicky's just said to everybody listening, everybody probably did at some point turn to food for one reason or another. I mean, we were all <laughs> in the kitchen baking away. What else can you do? We're quite clever, isn't? <laughs>
2: you? <laughs> yeah, you've
0: got to give us some credit.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so I've got one more question for me, then lots from our listeners on this subject. And it's more about the fact that I think we are being judged in society and Mm -hmm. celebrity culture for you must be, I don't know, is is it different from social media? And is there any kind of running theme within the two? So (sighs) do you find that the same pressures happen to you on social media as, as they do in the kind of celebrity world? Is there this unspoken oh, she's obviously been on a diet kind of thing.
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. Um, it's, I think uh it's really hard. I think obviously there is huge crossover and the worlds are intrinsically linked, especially now that our jobs are coming becoming broader. Um, I think television in itself like hit to become all industry, but it is a dying art, like with Netflix and all these streaming things. Like you have to, if you are a TV presenter, you have to ultimately diversify. And that's what I've found over the last couple of years. So if I was just relying on my TV income, I'm not saying I'd struggle or anything like that, but especially over the last Six months ago, I, I would have been pretty fucked. So it's yeah. it. I I now consider myself to be, um yes, a TV personality, but also an influencer to a certain extent, which was a scary term to think I could influence anybody. But I do try and be responsible. So yes, so um, it, I think they are intrinsically linked now, um and because of that, you you have to be aware of the messaging you're putting out. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do think I feel. The pressures that you feel from both are very similar. Um, but I think I kind of feel like um, social media is slightly more progressive. I think you turn on TV, especially mainstream in British TV, and all the women look a certain way, predominantly. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I often like walk through this morning and I'm like, I am the curviest woman here. Like I often feel like that like absolutely like it's and it might be my own personal hang-up or insecurity or it might be fat. like I'll completely leave that to your own deliberation but yeah I I often think I am definitely a curvy woman here and and I'm absolutely fine with that because I'm flying a flag for myself and how I like to look and how I know I'm healthy but then actually you go on social media and there are so many women so many different shapes, so many yeah. different colors, yeah. just owning it mm. and showing their cellulite and showing our roles and embracing this new, perfectly imperfect normal. And I kind of feel like, God, I like it here. <laughs> like, yeah. don't get me wrong, there are bad people and they are, but there's some people who say some really bad things on social media. I totally get that. Let's forget about them for a second. Let's just focus on the wealth the variety that is being like shown and, and and celebrated. And I think we have to give social media some credit. Yeah, um, It's nice to know there's different body shapes that are all beautiful. We often don't say enough of that. In I
1: love that. That's so, so true. And do you know what? It probably wasn't in your head. There is a complete lack of diversity, body shape, sizes mm-hmm. in mainstream media, and it is a problem. And I feel like after it's a totally different subject and it's not for this podcast, but Black Lives Matters, even having that conversation Mm -hmm. kind of awoken... Another area that should be addressed. So I think we're getting there in society. Very, very. It's too slow, but at least we're kind of moving in a positive direction now. which leads Progress me- is
2: still progress. I exactly.
1: Know you're that is exactly what I'm saying. So I've got questions from listeners. Um, oh. I didn't want to give away exactly who the guest was, but I took questions for this subject of dieting and yo-yos and dealing with you know your inner demons for you, Vicky's They're going to be over the moon okay. when I hear that you've answered the question. Um, oh I love this um, I know so Sarah has said now I wonder what your take would be on this Vicky she said what's Mm. the best way to lose weight for a wedding dress I don't feel my best unless I reach this set size
2: don't lose weight for a wedding dress. Find <laughs> one that fits, man. Jesus, girl. I bet you're beautiful. Oh, I bet you're so lush. Yeah. Oh my God, I so feel this. Do you know I had an account, Rihanna? Get on this. I actually had an Instagram account called Vicky's um, Bridal Bod, and it was all about my journey of me slimming into being what I deem to be the perfect size for a bride. I completely Nothing missed toxic. that. You poor thing. I'm pleased. I'm <laughs> pleased you missed it. I would have been in trouble. <laughs> how would you, I don't know how, your poor m- mental health at that point, that oh. pressure that must have put on you, Vicky. Oh. I think like, oh God, I could blame other people and I could say whatever I wanted, but I think the actual truth of the matter is I was not happy in a relationship um and there's just so many wheels in motion so I chose to take control of something else you know I mean as I mentioned it before um so no Sarah I completely empathize with where you're coming from yeah but do you know what like I remember reading years ago and this is like like do you remember when wag culture was huge do you remember Colleen McLaughlin when she married oh, Wayne yeah. and yeah. I remember like she was so famous for having lovely curves and being gorgeous and she just took this real stand against it and like love her I hate her I'm not getting into it but she said listen Wayne fell in love with me because I look like this because yeah. I've got boobs and a bum yeah. and she was like I don't want to ruin the run up to my wedding by depriving myself by having like, what, two gin and tonics on me hen because I'm worried that I'll, I'll eat a kebab at the end if I have too many. Or I don't want to like not chase the cakes, at my own cake taste. And like I don't want to be that person just so I can see I fit into a certain size dress. No one says your label lass. No. so instead she threw it all out the window she trained hard for her mental health to keep her like focused and less stressed yeah. which we all know he, like is great and she just had lovely facials and enjoyed the process and on our wedding day looked incredible and isn't that what we all want we want to look like ourselves like I'm sure your fella will say like I want to marry the woman I fell in love with yeah. with, with her yeah. boobs and her bum and all of the bits so please don't ever slim into a wedding dress, like. Find one that fits and own it, you beautiful woman. <laughs> I
1: love that response, Vicky. Oh, Sarah, you've heard it from Vicky there. That's brilliant. Um, it's <laughs> quite relevant because Vicky, you, you mentioned this earlier. Irina has says, What do you think of the keto diet? Does it work?
2: So, have, have being someone, this is this from Marina? Irina, yeah. Irina, oh, hi, Irina. So, um, first of all, like absolutely tried a version of it I think so I'd be such a hypocrite if if I wasn't to acknowledge that um and it did work like I lost a lot of weight in a short space of time but also like I really missed carbs this is when we had the dancing baguettes you remember from earlier um I didn't enjoy the diet like I constantly felt like I was missing out I um it didn't feel like even at the time with the limited amount of nutritional knowledge I had, I knew something wasn't right. Like eating steaks and cheese and thinking it's healthy. Like there was definite alarm bells ringing even years ago when I did it. Um, You are scared to go out and eat with anybody. So your social life is hugely impacted, which of course is a guaranteed way to to fall off the wagon. It's not feeling like you have a life. Um, And then also this is a completely not a, probably gross byproduct but my breath was terrible my breath was absolutely terrible that my body probably wasn't getting what it needed so no you you need like soluble fiber you need carbs in some form or another in your diet so yes it will work and you lose weight but it's an unhealthy way to do it um, and you won't enjoy yourself and you you'll probably see dancing carbs so just prepare yourself for like a croissant doing the macarena somewhere it'll happen <laughs> you have the best
1: one-liners I can't
2: cope <laughs> oh please someone's enjoying now
1: I think when I do the promotion of this podcast I'm gonna to have to do some quotes for this it's a classic um right if we to go to the last question <laughs> um we've got is from um amelia and she says has yo-yo dieting affected
2: your period oh um hi amelia um so i have an implant in my arm um as a contraception yeah. um i don't know why i'm showing ray it now you guys can't say yeah, that yeah, she's showing courage. me i, can see um,
1: arm. I can't <laughs> see the implant. i can't
2: see <laughs> <an arm. laughs> no, he's, He's way underneath it. Um, and I've had that for a very long time. So, not this one in particular, I get it changed, which again is something I discovered has I, is, is probably got to come out soon if I do plan on having children um, in the next couple of years. That's another thing. Um, so, my periods are regulated through that um, and I find I'm okay. Yo yo dieting, I'm lucky. Um, although I was not the healthiest or safest um, when I was slightly more ignorant and young um, it hasn't had a huge impact and ramification on me health I think although I yo-yoed and I jumped and I flip-flopped and did all of the back and forth things um, I didn't go too extreme so I'm really lucky I have been really lucky as well because I know I haven't been as kind as I should have been to anybody so no I'm okay but I do know it is it is possible Um, please take care of yourself man
1: Yeah, exactly. And it it could do, but like Vicky said, you're still protected, but either way, it's probably not the way to go. So Vicky, we've just got our fact or fiction round now as the last part of the podcast. Okay. I love
2: this. Okay, go, 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 go. go. I'm so (laughs) fatal.
1: Okay, right. fact or fiction to the following question. Okay, here we go.
2: Carbs make you fat. It's fiction. Nothing <laughs> makes you fat. Enjoying things in moderation is fine. There you go. Eating loads and loads of things makes you fat. Exactly, exactly. Uh, gluten-free foods are healthier. I think that's fiction. Is exactly. it fiction? Yeah, fiction. It's there good. you go. Amazing. Um, cheap alcohol is more fattening. <laughs> um, you God, I really wouldn't know, but I'd just say, fi- I'd just say fiction. I think it's probably like... I feel like it like, tastes worse. Yeah. It probably tastes like pain stripper, <laughs> but no, I don't feel like there's any like word, like help, um, sugary ramifications, is it? Am I wrong fiction? Bad. Ah. Bad. <laughs> um, this is funny. Um,
1: weight gain happens much faster than weight loss.
2: Oh... I, f- I mean I feel like it's true I feel like it's true um, I feel like it takes us like weeks to get into a good routine and then it just takes us like one night on the gins and pizza for it all unravels so I'm gonna say fact yeah is it fiction um, is it fact no 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 you're right it's fact <laughs> oh, yes okay I'm so pleased
1: <laughs> if, do, if doing it obviously if you're eating right depending on the type of weight loss method um exercise is as important as eating in losing weight
2: Oh, um, so there's all those like, oh God, like abs are made in a kitchen type slogans, isn't there? And I do believe your nutrition is like 80% of the battle, but for me, something clicks mentally when I'm training at the same time. So I need them both. I absolutely need them both. So from a personal preference, I'm going to say like fact. But I bet okay. it's fiction. Oh, is it right? yes! oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> I'm loving this. I don't mean to make you feel like you're on edge or anything, but it's it's really entertaining. Um, <laughs> um Right. Um snacking in between meals doesn't help weight
2: loss. Wow. um, so again, you read all those horrible things like little pickers wear big knickers, don't you? But I think, and this is, I know, how horrible. I actually totally love snacking. Um, and like someone once told me, and I, you might tell me this is wrong, I don't know, I'm so gullible, um, but your, your, your digestive system's kind of like a furnace, like a fire. Um, and in order to keep a fire going, you have to keep stoking it and like adding more wood. So essentially like, by snacking in between meals and like nuts, boiled eggs, berries, whatever, you're stoking the fire and making sure your metabolism is continually going. So I think snacking is great. You yeah, use the
1: exact analogy I'm using clinic of a furnace. Yeah, Yeah. the furnace is correct the more logs you put on a fire the faster the fire if you're just eating paper which means just leaves all day long you're not really going very far in terms of a happy body so yeah for some people snacking works for others it doesn't but ultimately it's your body you've got to keep it ticking and good snacks um last question um breakfast okay important meal of the day
2: oh god i do you know honestly i've completely opened myself up to so many different um people's ways of thinking that and uh, again I mentioned I'm gullible like I just believe whatever I've been told most recently but I have a, a personal trainer who I love and he just kind of says like imagine you've got a thousand pounds for your day He's like, like whether you choose to spend like 700 pounds in the morning or like 700 pounds at night, like as long as you're using your thousand pounds, like what suits you, that's absolutely fine. So I know like some people absolutely love to start the day with a massive breakfast. My boyfriend is one of them. um, And I I totally support that it's setting up for the day. But I'm not that hungry first thing. Whereas in the evening, I eat a scabby horse. So I prefer to totally flip that on its head and my meals get bigger as the day goes on. But I, I don't. And I know, like in the past, that's been frowned upon. But I totally just feel like I'm spending my thousand pound regardless. So who who does it matter? So I'm yeah. gonna say no. Like you can have a big meal whenever you want it. Bingo! I mean, honestly,
1: this a thousand pound analogy. It's it's so, so the key <laughs> because everyone's different. Some people are hungry in the morning other people just aren't. The only research that that ever came from, just for everyone listening to know, is that breakfast eaters are more likely to keep weight off long term. And that was on a large research study done a long time ago. But that's not everybody. Some people keep weight off long term, and they're happy and healthy, and they don't need it. So yeah, Vicky, that was a really good fact or fiction.
2: (laughs) I loved it. I had such a nice time but I was so scared, like I get. This is again my competitive side. Like I was, I'm sweating. Like behind my knees are sweating. Like you wouldn't believe. I'm so into it. It's well, so I felt mean.
1: nervous I'm even interviewing you on here. So I can relate.
2: Behind the knee thing. <laughs> Don't be nervous about me. I'm such a goofball. This has been what? so nice. I'm so sorry it took so long. No, Vicky, it's been
1: a pleasure. If you could leave our listeners, because with one take-home message, a food for thought, mm-hmm. we call it at the end of every episode, because. If I were to think of something, mine would be that it doesn't matter what other people think of you. I think is something that Vicky's really hammered home. You were saying how you thought everybody expected you to be a certain way, but the minute you showed your true colors, suddenly you got this overwhelming feeling of acceptance and love. Yeah. And if you could leave our listeners with a take home message, any, anything, because I think today has been so
2: insightful, what, what would that be? Um, so, the, so the weirdest thing, like nobody runs up to me and goes, you look class in that bikini. Nobody runs up to me in the street and goes like, oh my God, like, you, 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 how much do you weigh? You look amazing right now. No one goes, what, what clothes size are you? Like, nobody cares about this. They go, like, you made me feel like it was okay to to, not, to be single in my 30s. And someone goes like, oh my God, like, I love your platform. You have so much fun. People remember the way you made them feel you don't remember how like good you looked in a selfie or what size dress size you were like it's completely not important what matters is you are happy you are healthy you're kind to yourself and others so like find a lifestyle that works for you and please just enjoy it be strong be happy be healthy and just always be good to others I, I feel like that's just know what's important in life and it's not a number on the scale man
1: I wow Vicky I have no words for how kind and generous you've been sharing and being an open book you're honestly helping so many people and thank you for coming on food for thought it means so much thank you
2: my absolute pleasure you're a complete delight Um, I'm gonna go um, I'm probably gonna have a snuggle day so um, I I just wish you well with the rest of the podcast honey please keep in touch bye everybody bye
1: If you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love what's coming next week. So make sure that you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. If you have time to, we'd really appreciate it if you want to leave a review so that we can reach those higher highs in the charts and hopefully help more people. That is our mission here with this podcast. For more information about my Retrition Clinic, the books, healthy recipes, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram,
0: Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.